feel free to like like put a, like a sick beat drop on this <laughs> and use it as like your intro. Hello to all our standards. <laughs> this is episode fifty five zero. Uh, you know the vibes. Fifty cent up in the club with my standing desk. What's it's good, Dan. It's the David Robinson episode, Ben. That's, that's right. Shout out uh, to all of our Spurs fans on on the pod. Shout out the entire city of San Antonio. Um, so we got a a lovely episode for you as always. We're going to be talking about. Uh, Dislike buttons. Oh, Twitter. We're going to be talking about um, encores again. The encore of encores. <laughs> How's that? Oh wow. Uh, Dan's going to be uh, ranting about ra- rounding up. Um, I'm going to talk about a run-in with a random guy at <laughs> the local coffee shop, and we've got a news game and some other stuff we're going to be talking about. So, Dan, could you kick us off? All right, so I'll, I'll start with the encore about encores. Kind of mad that you stole my joke on that, but I'm just going to let it slide. That's why I can't put it, you can't put good content in the notes app, dude. I literally wrote encore, encores, <laughs> or encores, encore. Anyway, so I went to another musical performance, if you will. It was a the Candlelight uh, String Quartet tribute to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Quite a thing in the world. Hey. That's no that's judgment. A, I mean, that's a date idea oh that people would normally <laughs> kill for. All right. No, you, uh, that was a good. That was a good boyfriend move for it, sure. And it was a grand old time. Anyway, so last week I talked about encores and how there's different flavors and varieties of it, and it should typically be something that is earned or just something that is a once in a blue moon thing. Like uh-huh. there's a there's a time and a place for the encore. Yes, this is a string quartet playing Taylor Swift cover songs at an amphitheater at the zoo. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know it could get worse. This, (laughs) this is the context for the situation. Okay. They're like, all right, guys, it's been really fun. You know, we got this last, you know, set of three songs right here. And you know, that, that'll be the performance for tonight. Uh, And then they gave like the backstory behind the songs, whatever, play them all. And then they get up and then they bow and then we're all clapping. You know, they, they got a standing O from the squad, from the whole arena, amphitheater, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they immediately sat back down and played one more song. No. <laughs> and we're all like, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> they didn't even leave the stage. They didn't even leave the stage. They didn't. They, they played their last, they played one more song and then got up, bowed again and walked off. Didn't say another word. Yeah, that's not cool. That's not a necessary encore, brother. Nah. Play yeah, the song. Pure just, quartet. That's not, stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. Just tell me you're going to play it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm fine sitting here for another song. Like, you guys are great. If I really you're not enjoy- hitting the drum solo in Whiplash, bro, yeah. I don't want you to do anything. Yeah, yeah just, just let me know. Just give me a little heads up beforehand. And yeah. then Which, I what, was have- the, what was the song? I don't even remember. Uh, uh, no, it, was, it wasn't You Belong With Me. You Belong With Me was te- what, what they said was supposed to be the last song. Mm. And then they played one more. Ah, I'm forgetting what it was. but So it didn't was- even add to the show. Yeah, it was just like another like good rendition of a Taylor Swift song from a string quartet. Like it was, it was good. They're they're good at what they do. But <laughs> why are we doing this? You know, I don't know. 
That was that was bewildering to me. You know, their manager was like, "Yeah, so you just have to do an encore. Everyone's doing it. You have to do it." And they're like, "All the rage nowadays. The kids are gonna love it." We don't want to do that. And they're like, "No, you have to." And they're like, "Okay, bet. Here's what we got." Yep. Just the the bare minimum. Yeah. Just I, I could tell maybe they didn't want to do it. I mean, who they they got up, bowed, sat down, <laughs> played it, got got out of dodge. That's what I'm saying. They did it because they had to. Yeah. <clears throat> Corporate America once again claims another <laughs> yeah, victim. Yeah, the uh, composer <laughs> like yeah. a like a gun under his coat. Yeah. Like, big big encore get, wants them get to back do that. In seats right now. Yeah. Get back. You gonna play me one more song? Or I'm gonna <laughs> throw you in the lion pit. <laughs> so that was my first item. <clears throat> my second item. I didn't realize how much this irked me until I thought for more than about three seconds on it. So every now and then. Your, uh, it, it, this could be a restaurant. This could be an online purchase. They give you a prompt. Do you want to round up your transaction 35 cents to donate to feeding the children? Yeah. Do you want to round up 35 cents? How about right. you round up my 35 cents, huh? <laughs> We're making an 80% you, profit margin on what I'm doing. How about you round up? Yeah, man, how about you match it? Or how about, you, about that? you match that round? Yeah. How about you take 50% of your profits and donate that? <laughs> you want me to give you a free donation that you can give so you can get tax breaks? What about my tax breaks? I never really, they were just kind of like a middleman. It's 100% a tax ploy. It's, yeah. it's genius accounting, by the way. Yeah. But they, they are taking money that they will then donate for a tax credit on their already great profit. That's so smart. It's so smart. I'm going to start asking. I'm going to start invoicing them. <laughs> Imagine they get an invoice for 83 cents from Dan. Oh, I'm rounding up. I'm donating to Make-A-Wish Arizona. Oh, no, it's for tax purposes. Oh, yeah, it's for tax purposes, though. I don't actually care about the cause. It's yeah, just, it's, it's this tax. is just me. I'm, it's not, I'm not putting any money towards this. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm partnering with them. We're, we're partners. Mm-hmm. I actually couldn't then, care less about the cause. Like, whatever. Yeah. Save the turtles. I don't care. Yeah, no, I made about $18,000 on Dogecoin this year. I'm trying to hide that with some tax credits. So yeah, I really Biden's really to... killing me with these capital gains, you know? So yeah. we can save the turtles as long as we save my my 401k, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So like, I thought about it for 10 seconds. I was like, this, this is a joke, right? Well, and it's funny because like if you see the – there was some rant about this from some extremely online person. Most of these nonprofits do nothing. Like, yeah, not most nonprofits in the world, the nonprofits that are tacked on to these corporations, yeah, because they just find whatever partner that they can, whatever small nonprofit needs the visibility, and so they're having no impact. So it's like your money's better spent elsewhere, so you're not actually really doing any good, and you're helping this corporation dodge taxes. Yep, I'm telling you right now, if you are ever going to donate to a nonprofit. Check them out online. Every single one will submit a report saying how much of the money actually goes to the cause in which they're talking about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ski. You will be shocked at what you find. Yes, sir. Ski. Don't round up there. Use it to get a Patreon subscription for the standing. Desk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll donate none of that. <laughs> no, 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 no. For any subscription over $5, we will put 3% of that to the 
Feed My Starving Benji Foundation. The, the Standing Desk Foundation, yeah, which the standing... is just slush fun for us. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just my slush <laughs> fun to get coffee on Fridays. To get our cooler talk drinks. Literally, that's this is a nonprofit. What we are running here, I'll tell you that because there are this many. There is no profit. People say they don't want to be charity cases. I'm down, bro. We're a charity case, and I'm proud. I mean, of heck yeah! As long as you round up. That's right. Connect your Acorns account to my checking account. <laughs> yeah, we're not far off from that, bro. Blockchain, you know the vibes. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, that's that's my rant of the week. I love that. Um, so your rant is uh, still somehow shorter than the rant of a random individual who uh, came up to me at my local coffee shop. I was sitting there 10 a.m. on a Saturday, and this guy... He walks up, I'm reading a book. And guy walks up and he's like, oh, how's the book? And I was like, oh, good, man. You ran into LeVar Burton? <laughs> LeVar Ball, bro. Oh. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he starts like telling, he, he starts saying like, oh, how old are you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how old do you think I am? And he like keeps like asking more prodding questions. Huh. <laughs> like, is this guy like trying to steal my information? Like, steal my identity? What is your mother's maiden name? <laughs> he was like, he was literally like, oh, when's your birthday? I'm really into horoscopes. I was like, okay, I guess this is probably harmless if I just you're talk- about to be really into these hands if you don't stop talking. So it's like, oh, June 13th. Well, now the whole internet is my birthday, whatever. <laughs> Make sure yeah. you mark it on your calendar. Yeah. Um, and whatever. He's like, oh, you're Gemini. Blah, 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 blah. And he goes on. Then whatever. We keep talking. He keeps talking to me. And then he asks, like, my girlfriend's birthday. And then I get smarter. And I'm just like, oh, mid-May. Eventually, he asks, like, my parents' birthdays, bro. <laughs> like, where I'm from. And my bank rounding them? No. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm down a kidney. No, there's something weird about astrology and your routing number. Like, they're weirdly aligned. <laughs> connected. But, yeah, he, he just keeps going on. He talks about, like, spirituality and philosophy about life. And, like, he's trying to make it as a comedian. But he's also just trying to align his ch- chakras and... It was truly all over the place. But, like, I didn't hate talking to him. I talked to him for three hours. I was there at 10. I left at 1. Literally just because I needed lunch. <laughs> it was very strange. But then, like, I would keep going back to my book. You know, like, all right, bro. I just kind of want to read now. You just keep keep going. And then you'd be like, oh, sorry, bro. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. If you want to read this, fine. <laughs> what am I going to say? Yeah, kind of. So I just kept, yeah no that's that's actually the right response. <laughs> so, have you ever had this long of a conversation with some a random person in a coffee shop? I've never I think had something that long. I, I don't think I've ever had a three hour conversation. End of sentence. <laughs> I'm like I wish I were exaggerating. It was truly three hours. I was shocked by the end. You met the reincarnation of Plato. You do realize that, right? <laughs> I am 90% sure all these famous philosophers, they would just walk up to random people, start ranting, and someone would be, like jot down a few things I heard and be like, no, write that down. Put, the, put that in a book. Yeah, have you seen uh, The League? No. 
You've asked me this probably 43 times in our lives. There's this character, for those who have seen the league, there's this character, Rafi, and he's like this super energized guy who's like pseudo on cocaine and like just always like, what's up, guys? And like super clowny. He's got this beard and this shaggy hair, uh, but he's like really amped up. Um, and he was exactly like that if, uh, if Plato were Rafi. So I'm like so excited for you to, for your end of life memoir, you know, you're in your final years, you're writing down, you know, your final thoughts, feelings, lessons learned. And the title of the book's going to be three hours in a coffee shop. <laughs> dude, literally he's going to, he's going to ghostwrite it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's already written it. Yes. He knows how you're going to die. <laughs> he will bro, be the reason. I, I kid you not, bro. He was literally like, Oh yeah. If you like tell me your like birthday and, some other things I can, I can tell you exactly how your life's going to turn out. <laughs> I was like, or no, he needed my birthday and my parents' birthdays and like something else. I was like, nah, it's all good. <laughs> well, let's see. Your birthday is June 13th, uh, 97. Yeah, no, it looks like you're going to die in a coffee shop in about 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, that's just what the numbers are telling me. <laughs> that's crazy. Right. <laughs> but science, it won't bro. happen if you pay me $150. <laughs> yeah. If you round up your donation to these kids. <laughs> no, this guy knew he knew the horoscopes of every celebrity I mentioned, or he just made it up. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Lana, uh, Kobe. He said Kobe's. I was like, how do you explain Kobe's death? Because he's saying like every death is supposed to happen or blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh, bro, if you, like, look at the numbers, like, it's actually very simple. Like, it was supposed to happen exactly that way. I don't think anyone's ever supposed to die in a helicopter crash <laughs> on the way to their daughter's basketball game. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's written in the story. Imagine some dude born in, like, 85 AD, like, getting that, and he's like, I don't know what a helicopter is. I don't know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> what What is basketball? I don't know. That's that's what the numbers are telling me that I don't know what it means. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, okay, so that's uh, that was my run-in with um, Plato with Plato. <laughs> coffee with Plato, baby. Let us know your craziest coffee shop run-ins. Um, shout out Dion. It's his name. I gotta dox him if he's gonna kill yeah. after my first one. His group. name's Dion. He was born on February twenty second. <laughs> No, actually, I got. I made sure I got his. It's uh, May twenty eighth. <laughs> wow, little you know, little back so, pocket, bro. <laughs> I just remember it because it's in an email to the local police right now, so they they know all about him. Welcome back to everyone's favorite segment of the show. It is icebreaker Woo. Uh, today. Well, for those of you that don't know, all the new listeners we get on the week on a weekly basis. Uh, right. Icebreaker is a segment of the show where we call someone up, ask them some questions, get their thoughts on uh, life, you know? Yeah. Astrology. Yeah. We pick people up in a coffee shop and ask them questions for a few hours. We tell them when they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Today, the lucky person, his name is Alec Wilson. Uh, he is my girlfriend's sister's fiance. Great guy. Golf buddy of mine. Uh, notorious sweet tooth, though. This man loves cookies. All right. We're going to dig into some controversial opinions here. Woo. 
Uh, for the listeners out there, he also goes by Gator. As one, my man, my man. Welcome to the Standing Desk Podcast. This is your time to shine. Let's do it. All right. So, question for you: um, There are very few people <laughs> on earth I know that love cookies as much as you do, right? Oof. Sure. Like the man has competitions with Macy to make sure who's eating the most cookies. All right. <laughs> it's yep. a serious endeavor. So I need your unfiltered raw opinions. I need your top two most underrated cookies and your top two most overrated cookies. Go. Underrated. The simple chocolate chip cookie. Underrated. Underrated. Okay. You think it's underrated. in that like S tier of, of cookies. I do. Okay. I truly do. I will die on that hill. This is my favorite cookie of all time. Just a simple chocolate chip cookie. Ain't Second, underrated, and it is timely, given the crisp fall air, the ginger snap. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. Yep. Underrated. I think in the overrated category, and this one's slightly controversial, is the sugar cookie with the big slab of frosting. Oh, the grocery store sugar cookie. The grocery store sugar cookie. People do yep. lose their minds for that one on the internet. They do. And that's just not for me. I understand it. I get it. It's still a cookie. I'll accept it. Is it a texture thing or is it flavor-wise? It's more texture than it is flavor. I mean, I'll be real with you, but... A little yeah. chalky? It's a little chalky. That's exactly it. All right. I couldn't place it until the Standing Desk podcast called me, and that's exactly it. Consultative approach. Yep, 100%. The last uh, slot for overrated cookie. Man, I don't have many. I don't have many. It's it's the sugar cookie that really is just, to me, overrated. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll exchange the second overrated cookie for another underrated cookie. Please. Which is a snickerdoodle. Oh, a little bit of love for the snickerdoodle. A little bit of love for the snickerdoodle. I like that. Now, kind of a follow-up question. Now, something I've seen debated on the interwebs is, so I'm sure you're very familiar with crumble cookies. I am. Is that truly a cookie, or is it closer to a cake? You know, in my head, I classify it more as a cake. Really? But I enjoy it. And why do you classify it closer to a cake than a cookie? I think, to me, a cookie is almost more defined by the, uh, the the temperature at which it is best consumed. Okay? Oh, interesting. I think a warm crumble cookie isn't as good as a room temperature crumble cookie. Okay. But a fresh out of the oven chocolate chip cookie is far superior than a room temperature chocolate chip cookie. Okay, okay. I can kind of rock with that. So, so yeah, and, and a cake that. is better, in my opinion, you know, semi-room temperature. A warm cake, that's, we're just, you know, we're getting into interesting territory. <laughs> All right, I like where the head's going. Two follow-up questions now uh, to round out our time, uh, both, both revolving around the ginger snap. One, is the ginger snap acceptable to eat outside of the fall and winter season? I think so. I think they're hard to find. I think if you were to were to bake some and eat some, that's totally acceptable. Okay. Second follow up: the warm ginger snap or the room temperature ginger snap. 
make your choice. A really good ginger snap that's still soft in the center with a with a snap, obviously, but like that gooey texture at room temperature to me is really really nice. It's really nice. I like that little little bit of little bit of snap, little bit of soft warm ginger. I like I like where the head's at. Yep. Almost a molassesy yep. inside. What I got. Ooh. Also, in fact, did you know that the Crumble Cookies app is ranked higher on the App Store than Airbnb? we discussed this a little bit. Wow. I, I, I mean, if you think about the satisfaction rate of crumble cookies compared to that of an Airbnb, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, uh, Still checks out. Wow. You're right. Not only yeah. did we get good cookie insights, but now we know a little something extra about the Apple store. How's that for a Snapple cap fact for you folks? Hey, that's him cook. Tim cookie. <laughs> love, love that. All right, Alec, alligator. Mr. Wilson, yep. we appreciate your time on the Standing Desk Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you later. Godspeed. <laughs> wow. I thought that was going downhill when he said uh, um, chocolate chip was under. <laughs> I was like, give me a break, dude. I don't know. Where do you put the chocolate chip cookie on Bro, the, it's the tier? It's perfectly rated. It's perfectly rated. Okay, but where do you put it in the if we're making a tier tier rating of cookies, where, where yeah, are you yeah. putting the, the old choco chip? It's gotta be an A. It's not an S. It's not an S. But I, I think, think enough people agree that it is at least an A. Which is very okay. fair. Okay. I don't think there are a lot of like chocolate chip haters. I think there's are a there? lot of people that put it as like B or C tier. I think they think that in their head, but the, if a chocolate chip cookie's in front of you, you're not going to deny it. Well, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm also not going to deny like a... I deny ginger snap. I would totally deny a ginger snap. What? If I wasn't in the, if I wasn't in the mood, yeah. There's pretty much no cookie you can put in front of me that I'm going to deny. <laughs> totally agree with Snickerdoodles. So good. Probably one of my yeah. favorite cookies. Now, um, here's a, here's a thought. The chocolate chip cookie, your traditional one, versus the chocolate chip oatmeal cookie. Ooh, your mom makes a good chocolate chip oatmeal cookie, my my friend. And you know she's listening, so you better treat care- uh, tread carefully. Here. I gotta go with oatmeal, and that's not even bias, but but only if it's uh, the Cindy uh, Car Classic. Yeah, yeah, that is that's an S tier cookie, no doubt. What's your, what's your top cookie? Man, I mean, I it. it I've been in, I'm not going to say I'm indoctrinated to believe so, but I truly do love a good oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hard to be. I will also, like a lemon sugar cookie, maybe a little bit of icing on that, John. Okay. That's special. Choice. That's special. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm a simple man. And we're back. Welcome back to the Standing Desk Podcast, uh, where it's my favorite segment of the show, one where. I devise a little little mind game for Ben, and you guys get to play along with us. Ha, saw six or seven, whatever we're on. Whatever, what, whatever segment of me I'm doing make this. A joke every single time we do this. Yeah, this was the second take. Uh, don't worry about that though. Uh, so today, uh, you know, actually, I was kind of thinking back uh, to one of our older segments in which I was talking about utilizing the website Reddit for content. Is it lazy? Is it not? I decided that the way I'm about to use it is not lazy. Uh, call me a hypocrite, but here's purely here's, here's arbitrarily. <laughs> yeah, um, my opinion changes with the tides. So today uh, we're going to be doing real or fake: colon Florida man. So 
for those of you that aren't aware, they're always the craziest headlines in the world are always like Florida man hijacks a spaceship and goes to Mars or things like that. Uh, So today I'm going to read a series of headlines. Uh, Some of them are very real. Some of them I have made up myself. I've dipped into my little creative writing self. Uh, So Ben's going to be the determinant on if these are real or fake headlines from the news. So, the determinator. <laughs> oh gosh, we might have just lost subscribers after that one. Um, all right, all right. Drop rate going up. <laughs> Florida, or sorry, uh, headline number one: Florida man arrested for practicing karate by kicking swan. Real or fake? By kicking swan, that's it. By kicking swans in the head, yeah. Oh, swans in the head, you fit out. Okay. The kicking swans in the head. I'm going to say fake. That is actually a real headline. Wow. That's just that's just a bad headline. <laughs> you don't have to say it's their head. <laughs> I feel like it kind of adds to the imagery, though. <laughs> yeah, but that's unbelievably real. Um, <laughs> okay. Florida, Florida woman's child accidentally starts fire in at-home meth lab. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say real. That one is actually fake. Wow, well done, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wait, you said, what was the end? Start uh, fire and Leading left. to 12 arrests. Ah, 12 arrests. Got it, got it. Yeah, I just kind of picked an arbitrary number there. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. Police <clears throat> from prison on drug charges after evidence reveals arresting officer was high on meth. <laughs> I'm going to say that sounds real. That sounds real, real. That's actually fake. <laughs> Dang, dude, you're good. You should go on Not the Onion. Or yeah, for real. I'm out here writing real things. I can see it, bro. I know, me too. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be good. All right, <clears throat> the next one. Florida man caught illegally feeding wild alligator, resisting arrest, saying he's a good boy and he loves bagels. Oh, man, I get this could so go either way. By the way, listeners, I'm, I'm hoping you're following along here. I'm hoping you're playing with it's us. It's like Dora. Dora for... Uh, Where's the headline? <laughs> Can um, you see the fake headlines? I'm going to say real. It is. <laughs> That's a real one. That's unreal, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a legend. I mean, I guess there's less harmful things you could do than feeding alligators bagels, but yeah, bagels is actually okay. Still begs the question why, you know? Yep. All right. Next one. Florida woman, crystal methany arrested after shooting an offensive missile into a vehicle. (laughs) Her name's crystal methany, crystal methany. (laughs) No, that's gotta be fake. Bro, that's real. No, it's not, dude. There is no way there's a person named Crystal Methany. Her name is Crystal Methany. Oh, my God. She's also been arrested on marijuana charges. (laughs) She's no hard drugs. Not a hard drug person. Oh, no. She would never do that. (laughs) So she shot a missile into a building? Into a vehicle. I don't know. Missile is, I think, a legal term. I don't think she got an RPG on her shoulder (laughs) and launched one at like a suburban. But that's what I was picturing. Yeah, this is this. 
as much as Florida is like Grand Theft Auto, I don't think it's that literal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one. Naked Florida man chases people and cops around Chick-fil-A parking lot, telling them they're gay for looking at his genitals. Uh, I'm going to say fake. <laughs> Bro, it's I'm real. Not. <laughs> I'm not that good. I was like, okay, he's either an expert storyteller or Florida's the worst place on the planet. I don't know. They're like in a different universe than the rest of us. That's absurd, bro. That's the funniest thing in my life. Okay. All right. And the last and final one. Florida man arrested for voter fraud in local election after being found to have voted for himself twice. <laughs> pretty good i'm gonna say i'm gonna say fake just because they don't care about voter fraud there <laughs> yeah that's right that 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 was a fake one <laughs> yeah there's no way they're cracking down on that <laughs> they have election laws in florida <laughs> you guys they saw the bush florida. election right <laughs> oh man and that, and that and that's it for uh for the news game we have the real or fake florida man you at home how well did you do while listening along yeah, let us know. Let us know. Uh, let us know DM Instagram. us at Standing Desk Podcast. Sit back, relax, crack open a cold one. It's time for cooler talk. I kind of came came through as a haunting sound, uh, but anyway, for those of you that aren't aware, for the dozens of new listeners we get every week, uh, this is the segment of the show where Ben and I try a new drink. Maybe it's sometimes it's the same drink. I'm giving a little a fresh fresh review on the pod live for your listening pleasure mm-hmm. or on demand because that's the way that streaming services work. <laughs> so, so Ben, what do you have for us today on the old <clears throat> drinkaroo? Sure thing, Dan. So we got uh, unicorn magic, of course. <laughs> Honeydew flavored. Uh, <laughs> that's what unicorns taste like. Yeah, it is actually. It's their blood. This is actually an exclusive to rocket fizz which uh, has been mentioned on the show so we'll give him another shout out rocket fizz it is in uh westwood uh which is in la but there are also some others here in southern california so if you ever want a crazy soda to try and review live at home to the void just speak it out yeah and you happen to live in la you know okay it smells like battery acid it, for those of you at home, it looks like battery acid. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like like squirt in the okay. worst way. In the oh, worst way. Yeah. Squirt in a bad way. Yeah. Or like like monster. It smells like monster. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It's not bad. Tastes better than battery acid? Yeah. It kind of tastes like Red Bull. I kind of hate that. Does Red Bull, is it honeydew flavored? Maybe. <laughs> Taurine is actually just honeydew. There's actually nothing, no caffeine in it. It's yep. all a ploy. It's all placebo, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Dude, the world would riot. Nothing would be real to anyone. No, we would question reality at that point. <laughs> People's entire personalities would be at the dream. Everyone named Kyle would be out of an identity. <laughs> all right, so what's the rating? I guess I got to rate it, so I'm going to give it a... Was six one? No. Oh, I was so close. Up in my head, I was saying six two. Ooh, dang. Close but no cigar. You're always in the ballpark. Yep. Actually, no, it's too generous. No, yeah, I'll stick with it. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right. Well, for my drink, uh, if those of you have been following along with the show, you know I've been taking wellness shots lately, and I've I've come to collect the final Infinity Stone in the collection. <laughs> uh, so this is the last one that I've not tried from Suja Organic. This is the Essentials Probiotic Shot, which includes uh, cucumber juice. That's refreshing. Pineapple juice, again. Spinach juice. I like the sound of that. Celery juice, again. Ginger juice, again. Kale juice. Collard greens juice. Lemon juice. And wheatgrass powder. Chitty ching ching goodbye anything. Oh, oh. Sorry. Go ahead. That was good. Uh, the, The liquid looks like... It looks like what the water you dip a paintbrush in if you were painting with dark green. <laughs> yeah, it does look like that. So not, not inspiring a lot of confidence over here. Uh, the, the smell the water was always too watery. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Never the right consistency. I mean, that smells like wheatgrass. This smells like if, if whole foods had a lawn, this is what it would smell like if they <laughs> mowed it. <laughs> okay. Jeff okay. Bezos' lawn. I'm so unpumped for this. I can really smell. There's like a really sharp smell coming through, and I can't decide what it is. It might be the cucumber. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Down the hatch. But cucumbers are round, not sharp. I got terrible jokes spot. <laughs> I got I got a episode 50. I may have to retire. That's why people listen. Um, I'm so torn on that one. It has that same kind of bite that the other one had, but not quite as strong. That might just be the lemon juice talking. Uh, uh-huh. There isn't an okay cucumbery flavor. Okay. Um, I probably like this one the much better than the last one. I think I gave the other one like a two seven. Mm. Um, this one's in the four eight territory. Four eight. Yeah, it's still not good by any means. But the best, um, the best, right? But I think it's the best out of all the ones I've had so far. Wow. Like, if I had to have one of these every day, like, if I was severely lacking in vitamins A, C, D, and E, and I had to take this every day, it would only be kind of the worst part of my day. So, Dan is an elite, an influencer. You know how how he be. So, yep. uh, so Twitter, uh, Mr. Um, man, I forgot their name. Jack Dorsey. He's, he's not CEO anymore. Forgot their new CEO's name. Elon uh, Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk (laughs) has not granted or has granted Dan the only and only Dan the beta version of Twitter where there are dislike buttons. I I refresh my app. I have nothing. Dan's had this for probably a week now. At Uh, least. So yeah, he's he's a special, special person. So if you want to know how to join the Illuminati, hit up Dan. But yep. um, so Dan, what are you? What are your thoughts? A, a dislike button on Twitter and TikTok, and TikTok. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you that don't work at a tech unicorn and don't have this kind of cool access, and you only drink unicorn, and you, shout out to Pop Fizz, whatever their name is, Rocket Fizz, bro. Rocket Fizz. Hey, you know, you, you never know. Okay, so, so the way that this is working, so it's funny because the population that Ben and I tested is us two so this could be rolled out to everyone and i wouldn't and we wouldn't know so maybe yeah, maybe i'm the only one i'm the uh the abomination that doesn't get it 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so the way that this works is so right tweet normal tweets are the same. I can still tweet. I, I can like other people's tweets, retweet it. But then once I get into the replies of said tweets, that's where it starts to get spicy. So I now have, I don't have a favorites, a favorite button anymore. I only have an upvote and a downvote. And I can only see the number of upvotes that a comment got. Nuke the reply, guys. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm trying to decide how I feel on it. I think I, I think it's stupid, actually. No, sorry, I'm going to retract that. I think it's a stupid option. <laughs> you know what? Just cancel the segment. This, it's yeah. just <laughs> Here, here's my thought process. I get why they have the dislike button, right? They are doing it essentially so people, they can say, you know, what's bad content out there? Like what's stuff that shouldn't be there? If it was that egregiously bad, like people are just downvoting things because they don't agree with it, whatever. I don't even get to see the total amount of dislikes. So what's the point? If it's that egregiously bad, report it. You don't, you don't get to see it? Number of dislikes? No, I can dislike it and... You're, and it, it gives me a message and it says down votes are private. Your votes aren't public and it won't be shared with the tweet author or anyone else. So what's the point? Okay. I know what they're doing, actually. Please in, enlighten me. So, okay. I don't know what they're doing, but I imagine what they're doing. <laughs> what a 180. If you can believe it. Okay. So maybe I'm trying to be too intellectual here, but so there's been... I'm sure you've you've read about this argument that's been going on on whether social media platforms have the right to take content off of their platforms. If that's a yep. violation of free speech, uh, the First Amendment, constitutional right, or if because they're a private corporation, uh, the same way that a news journal can choose not to publish something or to like write something a little different or retract something from their publication, uh, this like Twitter can do the same thing. It's like editorial judgment. Right. And that, that with like publications has been protected in like some court decision. So I think what they're going to do, this is actually like for our listeners who care about this stuff, uh, there are some like court cases that are coming to a head about this. Um, this is the First Amendment pod, baby. That's right. <laughs> Free speech, baby. Power to Joe Rogan. Okay. <laughs> I don't clip that anyone, please. Um, so I think what they're going to do is use this as like a criteria and say, and so if there is some, if Congress ends up making some law that holds social media companies accountable, they can say, okay, if they cross this threshold of dislikes, then we can remove it from our platform. And I don't know, the like, so they're like getting the, the gears in motion to like protect them from any um, legal or uh, legislative challenges is my, is my guess. Because if it's only internal, you're right. What is the point? Right. Yeah. It's from a user experience. It's completely pointless. Yeah. Like if you think about the history of the up and down vote, I believe it started on the website Dig in which you could dig something which would mm. raise its points, but then you could also not dig it. I don't know what that <laughs> phrase was. And it would reduce the points on there. Yeah. And and then the, it got also white, more probably widely popularized by Reddit when it took off with the upvote, downvote, your comment or your post has a score based on 
how things are and you right. can, you know, that's kind of your clout on the site or something like that. Um, I'm actually reading a book right now about how to create, like create an addicting app or something like that. And it's talking about how that score influences people to keep coming back, even though they're not really gaining anything super interesting anyway, by the way, uh, re- read the book hooked. Um, anyway, <clears throat> um, but from a UX perspective, this provides nothing outside. Like it's the same thing as getting likes on a tweet, except I now have to click an arrow instead of a heart. Mm-hmm. Like the practical application of it seems very silly to me. And it's the same thing with Reddit or with uh, TikTok comments. I can downvote them, but it doesn't change anything. Like it seems bizarre that two different platforms are doing a similar style thing. I think also part of the problem is that they're trying, well, with this Elon Musk thing. So Elon Musk essentially claimed that Twitter has too many bots. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Like, I think it was like over 30% of their users are bots, he claimed or something. And they couldn't prove otherwise. And then there was this whistleblower who was like head of IT at Twitter. And he essentially came out and said like, yeah, there are way too many bots and they tried to cover it up which is its own thing. <clears throat> so maybe th- that's how they're trying to weed out these bots. Like if they're, they're, it's kind of like reporting, but it seems friendlier, you know what I mean? Like it's a more accessible way to report people just with a down vote. Sure. But at the same time, how are they going to differentiate between someone having a garbage opinion and someone <laughs> being a bot? I'm sure there are other, you know, metric mechanisms like number of following or like number of tweets in an hour, et cetera. Um, and that's its own case. But all that intellectual stuff aside, do you, are you pro upvote downvote system or do you like the favorite retweet system or, you know, just favorite system? I like the favorite retweet system more. <clears throat> I think it works better for Twitter. Why? So you can be in your bubble? <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, just because like your echo chamber. <laughs> Because Twitter is more of a site, right? Like where the resharing of information is accepted and like a part of how you use the platform. Mm-hmm. Other places like, you know, a tum- well, I guess Tumblr is about resharing too, but like Reddit or I know Dig was like this initially. It's mostly about posting original content mm-hmm. or like, and like resharing is almost frowned upon because you're stealing someone else's ideas or something like that. So I think that, it is where it makes sense to have the upvote downvote. But if for something like Twitter, where I'm share, I'm trying to share the other content on the platform, that's the whole reason as, as to why, you know, you're kind of on there. Mm-hmm. Then I think it makes more sense. I think I can't agree with you. I think uh, a solution, potential solution I see, which would kind of fundamentally change Twitter is there didn't always used to be a quote tweet option. It's retweet or favorite then reply. Uh, so I think if you want to do the upvote and downvote thing, that could be fine. You just get rid of the quote tweet. Because I think one reason why Twitter has gotten so unbearable at times, especially in our political climate, is because of people just constantly trying to dunk on other people in the quote tweets. They'll see a quote tweet with an opinion. They'll quote tweet it with their a joke or like a, a rebuttal trying to dunk on them. And if it's like a really sensitive topic then sometimes that dunk will get get more coverage than the original tweet and that's true it'll go viral then people like keep piling onto that with their own quote tweets of the original tweet so 
you end up like pushing someone kind of into a fence and like with like these direct attacks. Whereas if it's just upvoting and downvoting, then you can like dunk on someone, but you don't have all of these, you know, venomous opinions or whatever, like stockpiling on top of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So then but it's he, just like, okay, this sucks. This is a bad opinion. Just downvote it to oblivion. <laughs> and maybe that's like a flywheel, you know, the more like downvotes people see, the more they'll down, be like likely to downvote it, you know, yeah. because of like mm-hmm. groupthink. But I think that's better than having all these negative reactions to something and just constant back and forth fighting on a social media app. Do you think that having the replies only and not quotes, quote, tweeting reduces the visibility on like if someone was correcting someone for misinformation. Mm. That's a good point. Cause something I, that came up recently was there was, uh, this is a completely middle of the road opinion. This is fa- factual reporting on something that actually happened. Not me taking a stance. Ted Cruz <laughs> tweeted something about a new highway being built saying how great it was of a thing it was based on the bill that was passed in Congress. And then the White House quote tweeted him saying, you voted against this bill. Mm. So correcting him on kind of his support on the bill saying, no, you are against this in a factual manner, bringing the light to it because it is the White House that has a lot of followers. But if they had replied, it might not have gotten that visibility and wouldn't have drawn the attention to the issue at hand. That's a good point. I think misinformation is kind of impossible to address. That's misinformation. It's possible to address. <laughs> We've seen this on every social media platform. Like these giants just can't address it. Like, I don't think anything is going to be a solution. And what we have now does not seem optimal. That's why I only use truth social. In the name. <laughs> I also think that like everyone is so set in their opinions that if they see the white house saying this is misinformation, one side is going to be like, yeah, Exactly. And another other side is going to be like, no, it's not. This is stupid. Why are you attacking him? Just mind your own business. Yeah. Very intellectual speak here. <laughs> we are political experts. Real over high here. level analysis. Yeah. So the, the conclusion from this standing desk podcast is to, I think, what's the right word? Oh, yeah. Abolish the two party system. Eliminate private funding for government. <laughs> I also think that like on YouTube or TikTok or even Reddit, I will often, or not TikTok, but YouTube and Reddit, I often look at the comments. I want to see what people are saying about it. That's true. Um, So I don't know if that's just the nature of those platforms and like the way they're built. It's more like discussion based than Mm -hmm. Twitter might be. Yeah. Uh, But I don't see why that can't change. So if, if you get to the point where comments can have upvotes and then uh whatever a reply has a bunch of upvotes and that could be super helpful about flagging misinformation blah 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 now it would be nice i i do like the upvote downvote system if that would somehow arrange how the tweets are shown as replies so the ones that with a lot of upvotes mm-hmm. get that relevancy yeah. kind of sorting to the top, which I think would be good so that you're not getting, having to scroll through a bunch of garble replies before you get to something meaningful. That's how I think YouTube addresses their algorithm with dislikes is things with a ton of dislikes, even though you can't see how many dislikes there are anymore, that still affects how the algorithm will pull things in for people to look at. I see. Now, 
does that encourage brigading and the creation of bots to upvote, downvote things? Sure. Is there such thing as a perfect social media? Vine is gone, so no. <laughs> exactly, dude. Whatever Vine had, do that. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a great solution for it, but I don't think the solution on TikTok and Twitter for the moment is the upvote downvote system. I think they can I think they can make do with what they have today and just make it better <laughs> and like yeah. just make it more relevant to have a good amount of likes on a retweet or something like that. I think they gotta fix a lot of things, but I don't know how they will would actually practically do that. So yeah. that's why we're commentators, not uh software better. engineers. Software engineers, yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you for coming to our social media talk. Uh, let us know how you feel about the episode by... Shooting us a tweet or a DM on Instagram. That's right. We'll upvote it. Yep. See you next week.